Welcome to the Promises of God podcast. Do you feel stagnant, frustrated, or even bored in your walk with God? Have you found that hope deferred, unmet expectations, and unfulfilled desires is creating distance between you and God? If so, you're in the right place. On this show, we grab hold to the incredible promises that God has given us in his word. My hope is that by the end of each episode, you will feel encouraged, edified, and empowered to be all that God has called you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Edlia, and thank you guys so much for joining another episode. To those who are new, welcome. For those that have been joining since the first episode, thanks for coming back. I am excited about today's episode. It has ministered to me as I was going over the notes. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it. So today's promise comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, but feel free to grab whatever version that you have. It says, one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon Both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. Thank you so much, God, for allowing us all to be here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for just gathering specific people here. I pray, Lord, that everyone under the sound of my voice will get exactly what you need them to get in this moment. Give us the courage to try again. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to be talking about being prepared for the bountiful harvest that comes when Jesus shows up on the scene. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to give a little context about what's happening in this passage. Now, the author does paint a pretty clear picture about what's happening already. Uh, But just to kind of reiterate, Jesus is preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. People who are following Jesus right now are hungry. 
They're really hungry. These people are hungry for the word of God and the message that Jesus is presenting them. So they're focused. They're listening. The environment is charged and um, just ready for what Jesus is presenting. Now, in the midst of Jesus teaching, he notices two empty boats and steps into one of them. He asks the owner, who was Simon Peter, to push the boat into the water. And Jesus finishes preaching to the people in the boat. Now, remember, Jesus initially saw that these boats were empty. So after he finishes teaching, he goes on to tell Simon to let out his net to prepare to catch a fish. Now, Simon, again, he tells Jesus, listen, we've been working hard, Jesus, all night and hadn't caught anything, but he agrees to do what the Lord asks him to do. Now, suddenly Simon begins to catch many fish in the net tears. This encounter causes Simon to be in awe at the power of God. And it makes him one of Jesus's first disciples. Now, I believe that there are many people listening who have tried to do certain things in the past, but they didn't work out. Maybe it was a business venture. Maybe it was a book that you were trying to write, a marriage, a broken relationship, whatever that thing is, that is a burning desire in your heart. Because it didn't work out, you may be experiencing some sadness, frustration, or even pain. I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying to us today to try again. Now, why is the Holy Spirit asking us to try again today? Because he is now on the scene and he's involved with this thing. And like Simon, when Jesus showed up on the scene, he tried again and experienced a harvest so plentiful that his net began to break. I believe that God is ready to demonstrate his power in many of our lives. So today we're going to talk about how we can position ourselves to receive a bountiful harvest when Jesus asks us to try again. I'm excited about this, y'all. Um, I can definitely say that there are things in my life that I've tried in the past and it just didn't work out. Maybe it wasn't God's timing or maybe I've tried to do things just out of my own power and out of my own strength. But those things have caused me to grow weary in past seasons. And so when the Lord began to ask me to do and try certain things again, I'll be honest, I would question God and say, God, are you sure? Is it going to work? So I really um, gathered some points for us today to help us position ourselves to receive that harvest because that is what God wants to give us. Okay. So point number one is your environment matters. We see in Luke 5 verse 1 that the environment was ripe and ready for the power of God to be manifested. The first verse tells us that the people in the environment were hungry for the word of God. And then we know that the Bible tells us that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I believe that it was the hunger of the people for God's word that stirred the environment And that caused Jesus to perform this miracle that instantly shifted Simon's situation. The environment that Simon was in and around was conducive and ready for the power of God to move. Now, I want you to ask yourself, is my environment conducive and ready for the power of God to move and change my situation? Are the people in my environment so hungry and thirsty for God that the power of God falls 
as a byproduct of their faith. You have to ask yourself, am I preparing and stirring my environment for the power of God to move? Are the people in my environment so on fire for God that heaven is open and wanting to pour down blessings because of the faith of the people that I am around and connected to? Now we see an example or another example of this in Luke 7 with the faith of the Roman officer. The officer's slave is sick and on his deathbed and the officer sends servants to talk to Jesus. The officer is like, I'm not even worthy of coming, of you coming to my house, Jesus. He's like, I know how powerful you are. So all I need for you to do is say a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus is amazed by this statement from the officer. And he tells the crowd that's following him, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And so when the officer's agents go back to report to his, uh, to, to the officer, they see that the slave was healed completely. Now, I really want to encourage us today to really take an inventory of what is the faith like in the environments that you are in. If God has told you to try something again, we don't need naysayers around us pumping doubt and hopelessness into our veins. We may need to lay off of the social media posts and the news reports that oppose what God is saying. In this season, okay, we're going to have to make sure our environments are conducive to what God is trying to do so that we, we can do that by getting around people that will pray with, with us, get around people that will fast with you, get around people that will declare things from heaven, even when you do not see it. Some of you may say, well, I don't have anyone around me. I don't have any friends around me. Even if it's an online prayer group or people that don't live in the same city as you, Pray and ask the Lord to send you godly community that will stir faith and hope back into your environment. I remember when I first moved to Dallas, Texas, I didn't have anyone. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any community. And I would pray and pray and pray for God to send me people. And the Lord had to tell me, Aaliyah, I've already sent you people. They may not be in Dallas, Texas with you. But you literally curated a group of friends for years that just that doesn't disappear because you moved to a new city. Utilize the community that you have. I remember I would join so many different Facebook groups when I moved to Texas and I was just really hungry for fellowship and for people to be around me because I knew that I thrive best in community. Okay, so whatever you have to do, make sure that you are curating and praying to the Lord for him to curate an environment filled with people that are conducive to the power he wants to display in your life. Okay. All right. So the second point is that you need to be empty from doing things your way. When God is trying to bless you with a bountiful harvest, you have to have exhausted all of your measures. Okay. When God asks you to try again, more than likely you would have already tried to do things your way anyway. He needs us to be completely emptied from doing things our way or ways that have worked for us in the past. 
Now, let's go back to verse two. First off, Jesus noticed that the boats were empty. Okay. I love that Jesus saw a real need and provided a solution in real time. I believe that part of the emptiness that we see on Simon's boat is the result from him attempting to catch fish his way. Now, Simon was a fisherman. That was his profession. He was in position, but he had not encountered Jesus yet. (laughs) Simon knew that he was qualified at his job and he expressed that to Jesus. But he also humbly submitted when Jesus asked him to try again. When Jesus shows up to transform and change our situations, he wants us empty from what we think things should look like or how we think things should be. But guys, I do understand that it can be hard to try again after you feel like you've failed at something. Especially when it's a relationship or a ministry assignment or even with just being obedient to something that God has asked you to do in the past. It can be definitely, it can be tough. I'll be honest, it can be tough. But I love that God is so gracious that he invites us to try again. Okay, he invites us. It's an invitation. This time, guys, when we try again, we know that we've emptied ourselves. We know that we've exhausted all measures and our own strength and the power can now show up. The power of God can now show up and turn a dead situation into life. Okay. All right, guys. So the final point is that the blessing of God will be a testimony to other people. God's power in your life will be a witness to the people around you. In verse 10, we can see that Jesus's move in Simon's life affected his friends. James and John, they were around watching all of this happen, and they were amazed at what Jesus had done for Simon. And I'm sure they wanted to know and experience what Jesus could now do for them. So not only did Simon become a follower of Jesus from this miracle, but so did his friends, James and John. Guys, we have to understand that God is strategically arranging his power to manifest in our lives so that others can be in awe of him as well. I want you to stop for a moment and take note of the influence that you have. The people that he's connecting you with or that he has already connected you with in this season. He wants his power to be displayed so significantly in your life that he can get the glory. And so that you can testify about his goodness and faithfulness in your life. When God shifts your situation, be prepared to thank him by testifying and maximizing opportunities to share him with others. Maybe there's a family member or a co-worker struggling or in need of the same hope that God has given you. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you opportunities to share his goodness with others. He wants people to know that he still performed miracles. He still has the final verdict in every situation. He's still a healer. He's still a miracle worker, a promise keeper. All right, guys, so that is all I have for today. Remember, the first point is that your environment matters. The second point is you need to be emptied from doing things your way. 
And the final point is the blessing of God will be a testimony to other people. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate the support. If this episode has blessed you any in any way, please go ahead and share with a friend and also leave a written five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show and it helps this community to continue to grow. Until next time, I'll meet you back here next week. Bye.